Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 232, Bonjoro CEO Matt Barnett explains how they're building a platform to help businesses use video to build real relationships with their customers at scale. He discusses why personalised video emails are so powerful and why it's important to focus on automating the process, not your relationships. Matt shares his top tips to build customer love and how to avoid common mistakes in this area. This is Matt's version of Be The Drop. Are you starting a podcast? Narrative Marketing delivers a full range of podcast production and training options. Visit narrativemarketing.com.au or hit the link in the show notes for more details. Matt, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. Hey, Amelia. Wonderful to be here. I'm really excited because we're going to be delving into the world of video, but also relationships and people and automation, but keeping it real. So there's lots of topics, Matt, that we're going to be diving into that I'm really excited to share with our listeners. But before we do that, uh, to get us started, though, and learn a little bit more about Matt and your journey, you've got some items of significance that you're going to explain to us. How about 5,000 of them? Uh <laughs> And they are honeybees. Oh, buzz, buzz. So tell us about the bees in the journey. The bees need help. (laughs) Like right now, there's a a bit of a global crisis in the world of bees. Um, And without them, we'd all be stuffed. So food pollination, obviously massively important. So um, we were going to talk about video and email marketing, but now we're going to talk about bees instead. No, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We could do that. But there's obviously a degree of cause and global consideration and impact on others and responsibility that are some some of those key um, values for you that are coming through. And I think that's interesting because when when I look at Bonjoro and how you've built that business, those sorts of values come through. Is is that something that you can see a connection there? Yeah. So like, I mean, like, like environment's my passion and it doesn't matter how big or small you are. I think, I think it's important to start trying to make change even in the early days and if that the first year your change is like fifty dollars like it like it's great because it builds into your culture don't wait until you're you know a multinational billion dollar company and go oh at that point we'll look at charities like start early and it becomes part of your ethos and then when you hire it'll happen if you don't do an investment ever like that will happen your customers will get it like we we sponsor koalas for customers which they love because they're mostly non-australians you know we get bear suits made by a bunch of old grannies and in the north of England, like it's incredibly rewarding. I, and I can go on for hours, so I'll, so I'll stop now. <laughs> I'll stop. No, I mean, I think it's interesting. I mean, the whole concept for Be The Drop, this podcast, is about the fact that a waterfall begins with one drop. Like yeah. that's the basis for the for the name. So for me, I that resonates with me. But I love this concept that you're saying, build it into your company and from the beginning. And I love that you mentioned there that you bring in your customers. Tell me why that is something that's so front and foremost for you. There's a concept that's been going around, like it's kind of building momentum now, which is the idea of, customers for life. And another term that's used is, is like super fans. So the idea of advocacy has been around for a long time, but 
this concept that instead of having whatever your, your, your North Star is, 1,000 customers, 10,000, 100,000, divide that by 10, but make sure every single one of them is a raving fan and, you don't, uh, and, and you'll have a business that's just as big. Because all those raving fans will bring your other customers in and they'll stay with you, not for you know, a month or two months or three months or a year, they'll stay with you for the next 20 years, potentially. So I think we all crave things that we enjoy. That's how we are as humans. And most of us, especially those of us that run businesses, a, a significant portion of our life is spent in work. Do not think that you can't bring that kind of those, those enjoyment and those delightful pieces into the work environment. If you do do, you will get people who love you more, who will talk about you more. Um, and if you ever want to learn more about this concept of delight, like look up Tony Shea of Zappos and he pretty much, well, he literally wrote the book on it. It's interesting because I think in a traditional style of business, there's a fear of fun. Like does fun mean you don't take your job seriously? Yeah. Uh, so I love that you've laughed. People can't see the, people can't see the laugh, uh, but trust me, Matt laughed. So tell me why 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 do you laugh about that? Like fun doesn't mean you take a job serious. Doesn't mean you're going to do a good job or build a profitable business. Being fun means you are going to enjoy your job. You are going to build a better business if you enjoy your work. If you enjoy what you do, if you enjoy anything in life, you do more of it. Yeah? Like, like like that's how humans. That's how we work. And any team that does that is going to have a higher chance of success because they're going to drive through the difficulties that you will all face when you build a business. They're going to be there when things get tough and they're going to still get up every day and they're still going to go and they're going to, like you have to buy that roller coaster. If you're not enjoying it, you'll, you'll turn away. Okay, we've got fun culture and customer delight, but let's take a step back and tell me where Bongiorno, bon, Bongiorno. Do you know how many, I was thinking actually before I started interviewing, how many times do people say, oh, Bongiorno, right? And you're Brad like, no. Hit ruin that for us. It oh. film, Yes. Whatever. Okay. So yes, but tell me how that was developed. So we ran agency here in Australia and all our clients were in the UK, New York and Paris because we worked with big FMCG brands. And so all of our inquiries would come mostly when we were asleep. So once we got in the room with people, we could pitch like you wouldn't imagine, like, yeah, we had a great product and, and we win. But obviously when they're coming in the long time of day, we couldn't get on the phone. We couldn't get in touch with people. We couldn't walk into the office. So we decided to mix it up and I started sending a video. We'd take, get a list of our leads every night. And the next morning I would send out an individual video to each and every single one. I would call it on a video, like on my mobile camera. I did, did take a ferry to Sydney at the time. So I'd go past the opera house and wait till I got in view of it and do that, which was good. <laughs> good. I sent a video and I'd be like, you see like Joe Archer from Ogilvy in London signed up. And I'd be like, hey, Joe, Matt here. Yeah, saw you signed up. I see you from LinkedIn that you, know, you work on the Budweiser team. We've already worked with Budweiser here, here and here. This is what we did. Obviously, I'm not in London, uh, but I will be in six weeks. I'd love to come in and show you and the team what we do and bring you bring your copies. And we sent these out and the response, so we tripled our response rate straight away. And the response was mostly, we have got no idea what you're saying because you're too <laughs> excited and it's too windy. But, <laughs> but like we heard Budweiser and this is pretty awesome. They're like, we should absolutely come in. And they're like, and we'll buy the coffees. We got a lot more um, meetings out of it. As a result, triple the business. Um, and then one of those customers one day was like, oh, this, this video, this personalized video thing, can we, um, can we use that? Uh, and we were like, um, yes. And then a car flew back to Australia and we're like, we need to build this now. And so we built it and put them on. And then they started using it. Some of their customers came on board and then some of their customers and it overtook the agency within like 12 months. And it was all a bit of a, a bit of a surprise, I'll be honest. Mm. 
Turns out it works. Yeah, but great. And, you know, because really that's about the need. The demand was there. So you're like you, it was demand-driven and need-driven, which is a fantastic way to build growth because you've got that de- demand there. But there was a couple of interesting things I, I really liked about that. First of all, you know, audio counts. So um, get a microphone. Uh, but also, you know, that it's the personalized, that your response was, you know, you said triple the response, but people really loved it because they felt personally connected with you, even though they couldn't understand you. Like, but the- you know, that's interesting because you look at that and you go, what it wasn't, so here's the thing that I say, like, we're not a video company. Um, we have video tools. Video, video is a medium. I mean, you're on video right now and the listeners can't, can't see that, but it's, it's a medium. It's amazing for connecting where you're not together, but it's also very currently very hard to fake and it's very authentic. So when you're doing unedited videos, obviously if you're mobile and you're walking around, this is the case, then there's also the fact that you've stopped and taken a minute of your time for an interested party. And it's not an automated email and it's not a name, you know, an F name fill that's going out. Like it's very obvious that you've stopped, done a bit of research and taken the time for them. And so I think the reason it really works, I, I'd say the time is more important than the fact it's video. Video gets us across, but the fact that you're willing to take the time with somebody who's not even a paying customer yet, and it's one of your team and so you get that human connection is wonderfully powerful. And it means, you know, it, it's, it's, it's about making your best, best impression. It's that, you know, when that customer, the customer has an issue as customers do, they, they remember they're talking to humans, not computers, and so they come in you know, much nicer and you, know, you, you, can, you can damage control and, and, they, and, they, and they know that you care. You know? and there's a lot of power in just saying thank you or welcome mm. and saying your name. Yeah, and people love personalization and the fact that you included in that video, you'd gone onto LinkedIn and had a couple of key points about that person that did, you know, that's the level of personalization that I think makes the viewer go, oh, hang on, this yeah. this person this person knows me. Whoa. Like, I mean, and we all know, okay, sure, they've just gone on LinkedIn and checked. But as you say, it's that time and then as a viewer, as a human connecting into that feeling seen and heard, then you're already feeling respected as the potential customer before there's even any of that conversation. So I love, I love the concept then, but then you're talking about how to automate this process around it because personalization is fantastic and taking the time to do that is brilliant. But I, if I had a dollar for everybody that said to me, I don't have enough time, um, then I'd be really rich. So time is going to be a barrier. So how have you managed that nuance to bring them together? Yes, yeah, so we definitely ask for some time. Um, the very methodology involves some input. What we've done is taken out everything we can do around that. So the only time you spend is on, on some of the videos themselves. So, if it's, so the way the system works, it, it'll plug into if you're using you know, HubSpot, MailChimp, Shopify, whatever, whatever you use, we plug in. You then build what are called triggers. So you can say, look, a new lead inquires, a new demo gets booked. Um, somebody hits their one-year anniversary. It's their birthday, like whatever it is to be. You get a notification on your phone and desktop that says, look, it, it, it's Joanne's one-year anniversary with the company. This is a great time. Just send a message and just say thanks for the work. At the same point, we also display Joanne's based in Orlando. Her company is XYZ. She spent this much money with you. She's got four of her team on board. And you can customize what information shows. The idea there is that that first case where I go and look on LinkedIn, we pull all that information in. So at one glance, you can see that personalization. Then when you record the video, you obviously have the content to do the personalization. You, you are recording a video for Joanne. You know, you're not recording a video for Joanne and then send every, every Joanne. So again, if you mention the company name, do that. And then when you're finished, you press send and we take care of the rest. So it, it literally is 
like, like we, we have this ethos, <laughs> like we're going to mention this, which is automate processes but never relationships. And so the way we, we figure it is that the role of automation is to take out everything from running a business that doesn't involve a human so that you can focus on the things only a human could do. And that minute of video, like only a human could do that. The rest of it, tracking everything else, like comes down to us. Mm. And, I, and I love that saying, automate the process, not the relationship, because I, I think there's so much confusion in, you know, our current state of business at the moment with automation and relationships and how we do this, what we use. There's fear associated with that, overwhelm associated with that. You know, as a small business, it's a it's a challenging space to navigate, you know, small, medium businesses. And a number of the examples you've mentioned are bigger businesses, but I feel like there's a way that this can come back down through to small and medium as well. So for you, what is critical to automate the process but not the relationship? What is the critical difference points there? So you need to have a process for when you talk to leads and customers. Email automation is fine. Like, you know, like you can let people know about stuff. Like that's totally okay. Um, but there's points in that journey where you need to invest a bit more. Understand when you need to do those. And let I me mean, tie back to delight at the beginning. Things that to a customer can seem very unexpected and therefore delightful um, to you could be absolutely part of the process that is just fired off by your CRM at certain points. And again, it might notify you and say, hey, look, we're going to send a handwritten postcard and you just type it in and then it gets done. Um, that's asking you for a little bit of time. But, but again, ultimately, it's automated. And the clients, when they receive it, they're like, this has taken time. This is personalized. The relationship is like a cup. You're just filling it up. And then the, the important thing is, is once you get to the top, you then need to keep it filled. I know it can't point when you can't personally hold any anymore, and that's when you bring on a new team member. There is an integration with the videos through email. So the, the videos are being distributed via yeah. email. Yeah. So how are you still getting them to engage in that first point? Like how do they know to open the video? Like is there a challenge there? So we see about 80, 70 to 80% open rates. It's pretty normal. Um, so it's pretty high, like you will not necessarily, uh, we use a lot across leads as well. Yeah. So you won't get everyone, um, where we use the things like private communities, we generally get like 90, 95 plus percent open rates. I wouldn't say use us for cold outreach. We have customers who do and some are successful, but I think cold outreach also has a much lower, lower hit rate anyway. So if you put time into that, you need to work out it's time, it's a time worth the hit rate. That, that personalization is really getting the engagement and building this, this customer love and delight. What do you see as some of the mistakes that people go, you know, maybe there's a bit too much over love of sharing or something like that? You know, how can you, what happens when customer love sort of goes wrong? You have to learn this. I, 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 I don't mean bombard anyone with comms anyway. Um, I'm not saying go and do 100 videos to somebody. Yeah? Like to be fair, you might only ever do one. And then use a different medium next time. Yeah. So, so understand the right medium for the, for the right touch points. Uh, that that rule gets broken a bit when you get to like to, to true advocates and super fans, because they'll they'll take everything you can give them, and you'll spot these, you know, on your communities. My advice is always try and measure the ROI on these things. So, if you're doing these videos, when they be test, try out some leads without some leads. See, see what it works out. See your time. Anything, and that goes for anything else. You know, if you decide that you want to send branded socks to a customer, do that for 100 customers and then measure it and go, did, because we did this, did we convert more customers or did we keep customers longer or did we get more projects suggested? So I think mm. with these things, when you're doing customer love, although it's very high level and fluffy, try and tie it back to business outcome. And what you're talking about is very strategic, but also a conscious awareness because you're saying understand the context of when it's the right time to use uh, you know, whether it's a Zoom or whether it's a phone call, or whether it's an email. So there's a consciousness of your customers in that. 
because you have to know them to be able to understand which medium is the right medium. So what do you think is the best way then to get about knowing your customers so that you know how to delight them and how frequently is appropriate? I mean, it's a couple of things here. Number one, talk to them. <laughs> like, like, do some research. Uh, so research customers, look at like comparative industries and other companies doing some of the things, see how they work. Uh, like, you know, your customers, other companies will have, like if you work with photographers, other companies will work with photographers, look at, look at what they do. Um, test is the other thing. So like we try 10 things. What I would normally expect is that seven of them will probably fail. Um, you probably get a couple of them that like work pretty good. And then hopefully you get one that like knocks out the park. But without doing the 10 tests, you can't wear that out. And so, you know, just make sure that when you do those tests, you know, you limit the time you're doing them, the resources you spend doing them. But a lot of people go, oh, we've got this new idea. We need to go all in. I'm like, never do that. Just like, like, like if you ever choose to use like videos, do it for a week, send a hundred. You know, and then, and, then, and then if it doesn't work out, you haven't wasted too much time. Yeah. Well, and obviously, you know, swinging back to your conversation at the beginning, for you, you know, the research agency was just starting point and then you've shifted into, you know, the bon, bonjour and uh, did I, I gave a little bit of conscious <laughs> thought there. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, and the video emails. So what are your thoughts about future journeys? Where do you go next? What's evolution? Do you plan that or are you open to what happens happens? Like, so you need some planning, yeah? You need some, some, some strategy, especially like when you have a team, you need a vision for them to go to. So for us, like we're very much around personalization at scale. And so we're like, well, well how, can we help you? How, how, can we, how can we help you do that more with more tools? How can we tell you like which leads and customers to spend your time on? Can we like give you some insight into that and, uh, and help you? I think personally as well, I think you need to have a vision personally to know why you're doing it and on those hard days like we all get there like it's difficult to get out of bed you know when things are tough like you need a reason to get back up again yeah well and as you've sort of alluded to the only constant is change but the other thing that you just touched on there that I wanted to explore a little bit more is around relationships at scale so obviously your one tool that you're integrating into this process and you've talked about understanding other platforms is the integration and understanding that side of it how to navigate you know so you mentioned having a process but if you need to automate it there are these other players that come into it and understand like other platforms that might need to be in and across and around yours um, to really fully automate that process that's where I see businesses coming unstuck like understanding you know, is that because there's not a clear enough process, like how to integrate between different systems to fully automate? It's hard. I think a lot of systems don't, don't do the best job of this. One of the things we're looking at doing for our customers, yeah, as an example, is like plug and play what we call funnels. So we're like, oh, look, if you want to drive more views on Shopify, you know, if you want to do this for video, do like A, B, C, D, E, F. Here's 10 companies that have done that. Copy them exactly. The problem with a lot of like CRMs and like email platforms that you're going to use is that they kind of assume a level of um, education and knowledge. So, oh yeah, onboard people, great. Like you now have to go read about, about how to do onboarding emails and then, and then kind of test for that. So it can be a bit of a challenge. I think some are better, better at this than others. I think try, try and get everything tied together. Learn how to use Zapier, like be a Zapier whiz and you can, you can do anything, you know, like it's a great tool. Um, the other thing is, is you will need different tools as you are different stages of your business. And that's okay. We do that with technology. We also do it with like team, like we wait until like we've completely broken something and then we hire somebody. Uh, we don't tend to hire ahead because we've done it before and you just don't know exactly what it is you need. Mm. So you'll find your systems will break. Don't panic. It's very normal. 
when they break, you'll know exactly how they're broken and what exactly you need, and you'll make a better, more informed decision. And the next break, you choose to be better. I hope over time, these systems are going to tie together more and more. Um, you know, if you ever get to stage where you're using customer success, hopefully by the time you get there, we'll also be there and you can use us and we'll help you tie into everything else. But I, I, I think you're looking at the more integrated world. So it's going to get easier. In the meantime, yeah, go, go learn how to use Zapier. <laughs> I know it is awesome, but I think my struggle is, and and when I see clients with this similar sort of struggle is, and you alluded to it, you don't know what you don't know. So it's not, you're not even a hundred percent sure what you should connect to what or where, because it's really, and I think for me, what I've experienced is it comes back down to the process because there's so many different platforms and they all do similar, but slightly different nuances. But if you find, if you're really clear on your process and your customer journey and your customer touch points then you can map it to what is going to help achieve that best you're very rarely going to choose the wrong platform because most because here's the thing yeah you can kind of hack anything in anything so if you're going to be sending like messages to customers there are i don't know 500 choices of stuff you could use um some have value over other ones i would be more concerned about what it is you're sending and when you're sending it which they can all do than which exact platform to use um, and again if you use it and it breaks at some point then you know what it, it's a pain but it's not the end of the world. It's just another problem. You just move over. So like more important is to get started and get doing it. And if you do have a learning curve, you know, if you're not an amazing copywriter and you know, you've got to do um, emails, then like start now. Don't get things perfect. Like trust me on this. Like just do not worry about perfection. Like good enough is absolutely fine because you're going to get it wrong anyway. <laughs> not, not being pessimistic, but like you're going to muck up anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, like the quicker you make a mistake, the quicker you can fix it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and your your video with the wind and he couldn't even understand you and he still loved it. <laughs> it, it was fun. I mean, we're, we're a lot better now. I, I actually, I'm actually the worst performer on videos out of all my team that sends videos. To the extent that now they're like, um, you probably shouldn't be sending as many anymore. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I think we have, a, we have much better, much clearer spoken members of the team, I will say. Well, Matt, thank you so much uh, for sharing so many different tips across, you know, video business and bees. But to conclude, though, could you please share with me Matt's be the drop tip? So that's your top tip for communication that motivates and inspires others. So automate processes but never relationships. That's it. Oh, that's it. So, I mean, you, you had to go in there, didn't it? And, and, <laughs> Inevitable. <laughs> and stay true to your brand. Well yeah. done. Thank you, Matt. That's really great. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.